0: Things become very clear and seemingly logical once they are in the spreadsheet, but they're, they're often go. there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, which I think is the perfect premise for the first episode of 2024. So should we get into it? Yes, let's get into it.
1: of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career.
0: Yeah, so welcome everybody to this most recent episode of the Umbil podcast. Happy New Year. I'll, I'll say it, Ash, even though you and I had discussions. <laughs> yeah, it feels uh, it's whether that's still appropriate or not. I say it's yeah. still appropriate. So there you go, folks. Happy New Year. Welcome in 2024. And we wanted to come out strong, or do we want to start slow? I forgot. We wanted to come to you with something we've just discussed because you might remember, Ash, I we talked even about it on this show. So in 2023, we changed. The way we work with clients over at client-friendly, my company. So we have when we have consulting firms coming in, and we advise them on, you know, b- relieving a bit of the business burden by doing some strategic marketing. We now give them a self-diagnostic survey where they are asked to sort of rate their performance against four criteria, which we mm-hmm. say influence marketing effectiveness. So they will rate themselves, and then at the same time we look at their stuff, for lack of a better word, right? From the uh-huh. outside in. You, you know this. I've, right. I've discussed the numbers with you. So that means we rate them also against the same four criteria, and then we meet in an initial workshop and we compare scores, and yes. can you guess what we find, <laughs> usually?
1: Go on. Go on.
0: So there's a huge discre- discrepancy, right, uh, between yes. those numbers. So we've, we've, gone, we've taken 70 firms through this exercise last year. And I recently crunched the numbers and figured that the difference between the two average scores, so the scores they give themselves and the scores we give them, is between 1.6 and 1.8, the difference there being, if it is the marketing teams doing the self-scoring, they tend to be a bit more happy with the stuff they have and do. So that's when the difference is higher, right? That's closer to one8 if it's the principals or the owner of the firm, they tend to be a bit more self-critical, so it's towards 1.6. What that means is that rounding this up, right? Firms yeah. think they're twice as good marketing themselves as we think they are, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. that was surprisingly consistent in the data. And you could now say, well, of course, right? I'm the outside consultant; I have to be more critical. I will find their stuff not as great as they think it is, and so forth. And yeah, there's probably some truth to that because these ratings are somewhat subjective, although we have a very rigid structure for qualitative, spo- qualitative I think, scoring
1: and stuff. I, I think it yeah. might help to let them know it's actually that 1.6 to 1.8x rather than exactly two, because this is a very interesting number to me, which I can get to later. But yeah, carry yeah. for.
0: Well, but but so so subjectivity comes into it, but we try to minimize it as my first answer, and then mm-hmm. right, if you if you were to think that, then the second way you might explain try to explain the difference here is that yeah, of course there there is flaws, right, in in mm-hmm. their marketing. Why would they speak to you otherwise? And yes, you would absolutely be correct there. So there's issues with all the stuff you and I talk on this show about all the time. So there's issues with strategy and positioning. There's issues with the client journey. There's issues with positioning messaging. All these things. But and now we come to the heart of the episode. We when I went back and looked at the at the 70 clients, more, more of this difference, more of the variance could actually be explained by another very surprising fact. Or I was surprised by it. Probably shouldn't not have been, but I was, which is is a simple fact that they have a lot of good stuff and they do a lot of good things in one-to-one manager to account, business development and sales situations, and those things do not show up in their marketing. So when I say there's issues with strategy positioning in marketing, it might be the case that it is utterly not true on the level of teams and accounts, right? Because the yeah. director or the manager who runs a certain practice knows exactly how they have to position the firm vis-a-vis the clients they interact with, right? But when I say there's often issues with the client journey. Specifically, you, you and I talked about, to no end, about packaging offerings and, and creating entry points and having a decent funnel. These guys know very well how to manage that on an account level, right? They have a very clear understanding of how yeah. what might a client require, how can we position a first initial small offering to get maybe to an initial engagement or a proof of concept. They have all this stuff. And very often, in those cases we looked at, they even have this formalized So they will have built a diagnostic in the practice. Maybe that even exists as a survey questionnaire in, I don't know, Google. What's Google survey tool? I forgot. Google Forms.
1: Yeah, Forms. Yeah, yeah.
0: They might have an initial workshop completely templated. Like all that stuff exists in many of those cases. And so when they come into our diagnostic, they give themselves 10 out of 10 in all these categories we ask them about. Because yeah, sure, they have this and they use it. The problem is... When we do the review from the outside, we cannot see a bit of it because they have put none of the goodies into the shopping window. And I think, and, and then I'll let you comment on this, that's going to be the recommendation to open 2024. Instead of speaking about stakeholder management and alignment and, and you know, syncing business development and marketing, I'll, I'll be very practical and I'll be recommending folks go out and find the good things that exist they could put into the shopping window. If, you're, if your practice, the practice you service as a marketer has some diagnostic tool, a great onboarding process and an initial engagement already templatized, and this is what shows up in our data, chances are they might have, mm-hmm. then you'd be very well advised to describe this very thing as for example, a program or an offering or your typical engagement process in the marketing material that's that's primarily what i had up to this point i don't know if you ever- i
1: mean I, I would actually agree with that and i would say it's like imagine you well you're a business you're running a shop in a way your shop window needs to show the best things to attract the people that that window dressing the thing that you display that needs to be good as people walk in all the way inside the front of the area that's where your client journey and everything makes sense. It needs they need to like be able to see all the good stuff that you're doing. You can put all the like you may be doing just average of like say a supply chain transformation while well, you're sourcing and procurement stuff might be amazing, or your marketing transformation might be great. Just all these things should be upfront and center that people see it. The other stuff are part of your catalog that when people ask for it. They have, a fine, they have an easy way to find it. They have the terminal in as you go into most of these shops where they can like search for it and they can find it. But focus on the things that you do well because if you don't focus on it, then you also are missing out on what your USB is to begin with. Yeah. Because if you don't know what you're trying to sell and how well you're doing it, then you probably don't know what you're doing. Let's be fair.
0: Yeah, and I thought about it. so. So we discussed how might a marketing team or a marketer go and do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just at the initial stages of putting a suggestion out or putting a... Yeah. I'm not going to call it a framework, but putting sort of a checklist together. But I think the, the my initial answer to the question, how would you go about finding the good stuff to put in the shopping window, is that what hit up the successful business developers in the practice, like whoever's taking care of pipeline, right? In some capacity. Yeah. I would schedule a meeting with them, talk about their wins from last year, right? Mm. Greatest pitches, whatever. Maybe pick one or two or three of those and then ask them in absolutely non-marketing language. I'll get to that in a second. how, How they did it. And what I mean by that is you might ask them not stuff like oh well how did you identify the, the customer needs or whatever you, you should not say how did you position the firm and so forth oh that these are the information I want to get yeah. to but I would ask them in in the plainest English like what did you think what did you see they needed when they came to you right or yeah, how like yeah. how did you? size the opportunity and describe that to your team. My thinking being the immediate objective or the immediate pain the client has when coming to, this, it's probably different from the larger opportunity or the underlying root cause issues, i.e. the larger opportunity for the firm. So how did you, let's think about this and describe it to your team. And then, and then how it did you. Let's this way
1: very strictly. Like yeah. what did you observe must be what yeah. they observe when they come to you. Like, you need, like, the first thing that catches your eye is obviously something, that, like, if you have a discussion with them and the first thing that comes up must yeah. also be the first thing that they see when they come to your area. It needs to be a like-for-like like match and a map. Yeah. Sure, you want to sell them a new solution, something entirely new, identify new problems, I mean. But first, the entry point has to be, you know, yeah. Something that they recognize.
0: And then, then I would ask, that, that is true, and then, then then I would ask, so this is an interesting background information for us, right? So save oh. that in your notes for, I don't know, positioning and messaging stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need that right away. But the more interesting stuff then is obviously to say, okay, how did you talk about our firm Yeah, to explain to them that we could help? What exactly did did you propose, big picture? And, and how did you get them to a first yes in a commercial? Like what was the initial thing you offered to them? And, and can you walk me through the plan you had for mm-hmm. then maybe deepening or expanding the relationship? And then the last question I've sort of noted down was what did you have to convince them of or explain away or expand upon, right? So, so what were the things they did not understand or had objections to?
1: Yeah.
0: and. Again, helpful materials probably progressing you already. But then the last question I would say is what assets did your team build during the entire process? So, did you have a presentation? Did you put a framework? Did you create a process for them and whatever? Mm-hmm. And if that stuff exists, I would ask for a copy of it. And then you have to go away and sit down and look through and make some smart decisions with regards to the reusability. Of that stuff, or how fit is it for marketing purposes? But I cannot tell you how often I have been surprised yeah. in those meetings with those clients when we were discussing the discrepancy in numbers, mm-hmm. and how often sometimes principals of the firm had been surprised, right? When I said, Well, wouldn't it make sense to have some sort of diagnostic or a health check for your clients in that sense? And then the team lead in the room, not the principal, the team, it says, Yeah, but we have that. Like my interns built this thing we've been using in the last three pitches, and everybody's like, oh, nice. Right. And this goes back to all the alignment and silos and everybody working for their own selves as they are in the trenches type of thing. But I think this is the the, the main point I want listeners to take away is you, as marketers, can do a service to the firm by going out and finding those, right? Dressing them up a little bit, and then actually putting them in the shopping window for the world So see both prospects outside world, but also internally, right? Surfacing the the great stuff that's done within the teams. Um, And I I do think it is on us because the guys in the trenches, guys and girls, I should say, in the trenches don't necessarily think about reusing and repurposing this stuff.
1: Well, it needs to be coming from the person who is observing rather than the person who is doing because the person who is doing is too busy doing it. So if you're supposed to help the person who is doing, you need to be able to identify, observe, I mean, observe, identify, experiment, purposeful, you know, journey.
0: Yeah, and I, in closing, I I think that asking for assets or tools is very fruitful because I have, I did this way too late in my so-called career or I came to this pretty late, right? That's a bit of embarrassment, but very often these are very compelling to a target audience, right? Like and we might've said this before on the podcast, but if your team has built a structure or a best practice or template or something, they actually use in day-to-day client work, Mm -hmm. right? Like what is your benchmarking framework for assessing a security posture? Do you have that in the spreadsheet, right? That stuff just makes for great content and for easy follow-up content as well, because you can introduce the tool, share the tool, create videos walking people through how to use it. So do, you, do you know what I mean? Like is the, the yeah. stuff practically creates itself and it can be very lean to get done and can be much more impactful than a blog post sort of summarizing some of the high level points. That's all I had for today, Ash. I don't know if you have any questions. No, I think this I think
1: beginning on a short and sweet note is probably better than jumping short into the because practical. we have we do have Stuff that we want to talk into. And as you can expect, because of generative AI being leaps and bounds today, I mean, yeah. for the first time in our lifetime, a new antibiotic has been created, right? With the help of yeah. AI, which we think is a great
0: thing. So And if it can do that, it should be able to do this podcast on our behalf, right? Just kidding. (laughs) No, but you're right. We'll have to revisit the AI topic. And maybe we need to come up with some predictions for the year, but yes, I'm not sure we're ready to do that.
1: I think we're going to wait to see the month because from what I see what i'm seeing happening is a wait and see month no one's making any humongous moves if you are seeing big moves they're all moves that were planned in december that's just you know happening. Yeah, well
0: but that's in part due to europeans like myself coming back uh, mid january yeah. right i don't know
1: i i don't know what it is but... i haven't seen i haven't seen big moves but i do expect to see a lot of big moves happening in the next few weeks with as we know in professional services, we've got the big events of this month, including our dear friends at Davos.
0: Davos. Is CES still at the beginning of the year? CS is almost over. I mean, oh, it's almost over. over. Yeah, I, yeah, not, I had nothing the, to do with the, that. The, the big 4%. stuff around CES
1: is almost over, but as in the yeah, event itself, I think is happening as
0: this episode goes live. But hey. Our listeners probably know all that, right? So let's wrap up and recap. There's a big difference between the perceived effectiveness of business development and marketing stuff on the inside of the house, as opposed to the outside, because surprisingly often, it's just that the good stuff exists, but it's not being leveraged and scaled and amplified through marketing. That's a mistake and fixing it is on us, I think was the message. And with that, I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you, Ash. Thanks for yep. the listeners. And, and stick around for 2024. We have we do have some great stuff planned. And we actually have them planned this time, which is a bit of a difference to previous years. So hang in there. And yeah, before uh, that, have a nice weekend. Hopefully, eventually, um, if you can. As you right? get to it. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.